So let's get into blue laws here. Most people haven't heard the term blue laws. And where did it originate? Are they still on the books? Were they ever even? In certain places, there are certain things that you couldn't do on a certain day of the week. It's been a while since I released an episode on criminal codes, the laws, but I came across this one and thought it was kind of curious. Walking around like the hated, I got my head high. Best if you head to the streets, sound sound like the rest. When I click bad flow like a round in the vest. When I click bad, you gonna feel that sound in your chest. Oh, sound hard. It's working soon. I'm Matt Mello. This is Arcade. For example, in Arkansas, for the most part, you can't buy alcohol on Sunday, but every single state surrounding it, you can. And I'm not just talking about beer, I'm talking about liquor. That's right. That's just one example. Blue laws uh, have actually affected much of the United States. And we're going to look at the history of blue laws, where they came from, some examples. And primarily, I stumbled across this because I was wondering what is wrong with Arkansas and why can you buy beer and alcohol in every state around it, but not here? Other than for it's just full of a bunch of Bible-thumping hypocrites. Here we'd switch gears. Not necessarily true crime. I'm sorry actually researching a couple of good ones for you. But what I like about this podcast is it has variety. It's not just true crime. It's not just comedy. It's not just medical burnout. It's not just legal. It's everything. Blue law is a colloquial term for state statute or ordinance that forbids or regulates entertainment and commercial activities, for example, the sale of liquor, on Sundays or religious holidays. Blue laws can also be referred to as Sunday closing laws, Sabbath laws, and uniform day of rest laws. They originated in England and were enacted through colonial America to protect the Christian Sabbath as mandated by the Fourth Commandment. Despite centuries of change, these blue laws remain in effect, believe it or not, in many states even today. Here at the end, you know what, it's so close to the end of the year. Here on the brink of the year 
2024. You think of these kind of laws, you're thinking of the days of the Puritans. Pilgrims. 17th century. Nope, we are here in the 21st century. And apparently, maybe some of these laws are actually still in the books. You know, in previous episodes, I know it all focuses a lot on Arkansas, but unfortunately, that's where I'm stuck for the most part. I do get away whenever I can. And I actually do quite a bit nowadays. But you've seen, you've heard me do some ridiculous stuff before. This is in that category of ridiculousness. Uh, the episode, um, the Goonies from the Boonies was about Arkansas. It was about dueling laws and it was about not being able to kiss publicly in Little Rock. So this is kind of like a little continuation to that ridiculousness, the ridiculous laws of Arkansas. And I, it sucks that I have to pinpoint Arkansas, but Arkansas is such a fucking stupid state. Beside the point, I'm off on a rant here. Blue laws have been challenged as unconstitutional. Establishments of religion in violation of the First Amendment. And while the Supreme Court has acknowledged the overly religious origins of blue laws, in the case of McGowan versus Maryland, they were actually upheld as advancing the secular purpose and creating a uniform day of rest. Yes, I said Maryland. Just to let you know, it's not just Arkansas. Shout out to Baltimore. So these Sunday closing laws restrict the banning of certain activities on spe specific days, usually Sunday in the Western world. The laws were adopted originally for religious reasons, of course, specifically to promote the observance of a Christian day of worship, but since then have come to serve a more mm, secular purpose. Blue laws commonly ban certain businesses and recreational activities on Sunday and impose restrictions on the retail sale of hard goods and consumables and, of course, particularly alcoholic beverages. The laws also place limitations on a range of other things, including travel, fashion, hunting, professional sports, which I know that ain't gonna go over, not on Sunday, stage performances, movie showings, and gambling. They're less prevalent today. I had never even heard the term blue law until I just happened to stumble across it doing some research. So that just lets me know right there that most of you probably never heard of this. These laws continue to be enforced in parts of the United States and Canada, as well as European countries such as Austria, Germany, Norway, and Poland. 
where most stores are required to close on Sunday. So here in the United States, it would be the equivalent of all the stores doing what Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A do. You know, that's a, that's a running joke, you know. It's Sunday, hey, let's go to Hobby Lobby and then we'll go run Chick-fil-A for lunch. Sure. Imagine all the stores doing that. In the United States, the Supreme Court has upheld blue laws as constitutional, recognizing their religious origins, but citing secular justifications that resulted most notably in the provision of a day of rest for the general population. Well, we know a lot of people, you know, they, they like to be off on Sunday, even if they don't go to church, you know. But I per particularly, myself personally, I would rather be off during the week. That way, if I needed to go handle business, I could go handle it. Most other people, depending on where you're at, are at work, less crowds, and I don't like to people. I, peopling and being out amongst the public can only take so much couple hours tops and everybody's getting on my fucking nerves so i'd rather do that on like monday or sometime in the middle of the week while everybody's at work various state courts have struck down the laws as either unenforceable or in violation of their state's constitution in response state legislators have reenacted certain Sunday laws to satisfy the rulings while allowing some of the other statutes to remain on the books with no intention to enforce them. This is just brings me back to thinking about these stupid laws here in Arkansas. Did you know that it is illegal, this is on the books, to pronounce Arkansas as R Kansas? That's right. It's still in the books. It is illegal. It is not enforced. Therefore, that would make that a seemingly blue law. But if there, somebody really got bored, you know, the right officer on a pissy Sunday day or any other day, really, hears somebody say Arkansas, there is legal action he can take. And in Arkansas, they're just pissy enough to do it. The history of blue laws dates back to Roman times. The Roman Emperor Constantine sort of enacted the first known law regarding prohibition of Sunday labor for apparent religious associated reasons. Of course, Constantine was the first Christian Roman Emperor. In AD 321, according to the Codex Justinius, Lib 3, Title 12, 3, on the venerable day of the sun, let the magistrates and people residing in cities rest, and let all workshops be closed. That's from the Codex Justinius. 
the earliest known laws in North America addressing Sunday activities and public behavior were enacted in the Jamestown Colony in 1619 by the First General Assembly of Virginia. And among the 70 laws passed by the Assembly was a mandate requiring attendance by all colonists at both morning and afternoon worship services on Sundays. And they made it illegal for you to skip church. A lot of us would be in trouble. We'd be shunned, which means, you know, we, the church wouldn't want anything, anything to do with this. We wouldn't have to go. Not a win-win situation, really. It's not that I don't like church, of course. I like church. I just don't like peopling. That's my problem. The laws adopted that year, 1619, also included provisions for addressing idleness, gambling, drunkenness, excessive apparel, Similar laws aimed at keeping the Sabbath day holy and regulating morals were soon adopted throughout the colonies. The first known example of the phrase blue laws in print was in the March 3rd, 1755 edition of the New York Mercury, in which the writer imagines a future newspaper praising the revival of our old blue laws, as I recall in Connecticut. In, this, in a 1781 book called The General History of Connecticut, the Reverend Samuel Peters used the phrase to describe numerous laws adopted by 17th century Puritans that prohibited various activities on Sunday, recreational as well as commercial. Beyond that, Peter's book is regarded as an unreliable account of the laws and probably was written more as a satire to satirize their puritanical nature, a parody. Right. So while the historical roots of Sunday trade laws in the U.S. are generally known, the origin of the term blue laws is still not quite understood, and I really don't understand blue laws. Is it laws that make you feel blue You're sitting around in Arkansas, you know, on Sunday, you got two beers left, and all you really want to do is maybe watch the game, not like a couple of brewskis, but you're located in a part of the state where it's really not convenient for you to be traveling, you know, to Missouri or Mississippi or Louisiana or Texas or any of the other surrounding states that would sell alcohol on Sunday. Well, some parts of the state have changed. There's... Up around Fayetteville, northwestern part of the state, 
they've taken things into their own hands and there are stores that you can buy alcohol at least beer anyway i don't know about uh, other alcohols on sunday and if i'm not mistaken i've heard a rumor that there's actually a store located closer to the central part of the state i've, I've got to check it out i'm not really sure it's along i-40 uh altus store called, uh town called altus and be east of um uh, Little Rock, east of Russell, will, like you're headed toward Fort Smith. I don't know. That might actually be curious enough to, you know, that's close enough for me to actually verify. I can fact check that. Unfortunately, yesterday was Sunday and I was traveling and not worried about a beer. I was just trying to get home. Beside the point. Let's get back to the blue laws. And maybe we can figure out where the term possibly came from. Because there have been times that I'd be sitting around on Sunday, wishing I'd went to the liquor store on Saturday. I didn't feel like drinking on Saturday, but yeah, Sunday, nothing better to do. Sometimes. After church, of course. I do occasionally go. So according to a Time Magazine editorial in 1961, the year the Supreme Court heard four cases on this issue, the color blue came to be associated with colonial laws in opposition to the red emblem of British royalty. Other explanations have been offered. One of the most widely circulated is that early blue laws adopted in Connecticut were printed on blue paper. However, no copies have ever been found that would support this claim. A more plausible explanation, and one that's gaining general acceptance among the five people that's heard of term blue laws is that the laws adopted by Puritans were aimed at enforcing morality and thus were blue nosed, though the term blue may have been used in the vernacular of the times as a synonym for Puritanism itself. In effect, just like the Puritans, overly strict. Protestant morale reformers organized Sabbath reform in the 19th century America calls for the enactment and enforcement of stricter Sunday laws developed. Numerous Americans were arrested for working keeping an open shop, drinking alcohol, traveling, and I did travel the entire day yesterday, me and about, you know, 50 million other people. I don't think the jails would have held us all. Traveling, engaging in recreational activities, 
So, apparently they just want you to sit around and read the Bible. Reading the Bible could be construed as an activity. But that's okay. Because it's religious. Right? But, you know, not every religious community wants you to read the Bible. Not every Christian-based community wants you to read the Bible. Take the Amish, for example. There are sects of the Amish where you get your religious teaching from the bishop. They're not allowed to read the Bible unless you are ordained. So only certain members of the community in the Amish can tell you about the Bible, and typically the bishop is king of the community. So he can say it says whatever you know he wants it to say, and oh, well, there's been plenty of times that he did. And it turns out that later on, the people, you know, after they left the Amish community, turns out the Bible never even said half of this shit or any of it. So there's one example right there of control among religious cults. And yeah, I said cults. Because that's what, you know, basically is. Hate it. Hate it for you. That's definitely, that fits the definition. I, I didn't invent the definition. You blame Webster for that. So, Amish. Sorry. Mormons. Sorry. You're a cult. By definition. Back to the... As Protestant morale... Reformers organized the Sabbath, reformed in 19th century America. Numerous Americans were arrested for, like I said earlier, working, keeping a shop, getting wasted, walking, engaging in any kind of re recreational activity other than for just sitting on your ass and developing pressure sores. Erwin Fabush and Jeffrey William Bromley write that throughout their existence organizations advocating first-day sabbatonism such as the lord's day alliance north america and the lord's day observant society in the british isles were supported by labor unions and lobbying to prevent secular and commercial interests from hampering freedom of worship and from exploiting workers in canada I don't know if I can pronounce this. The, the Gu du Dimanche, best I could do, a Roman Catholic school league, supported the Lord's Day Act in 1923 and promoted First Day Sabbatarian legislation. Failed verification. Beginning in the 1840s, workers, Jews, Seventh Day Baptists, free thinkers, and other groups began to organize opposition throughout the 1800s Sunday laws fueled church state controversy and as an issue that contributed to the emergence of modern American minority rights politics you always hear you know church and state not a legal term. Separation of church and state is only mentioned once in an obscure letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote. That's it. 
and then you see how it took off from there. Okay, where were we? Oh yes, church-state controversy. And minority rights politics. On the other hand, the more recent Dies Domini, written by Pope Jean-Paul II in 1998, advocates Sunday legislation in that it protects civil servants and workers the North Dakota Catholic Conference in 2011 likewise maintained that blue laws in accordance with the compendium of the social doctrine of the church doctrine of the church Shit. easy to lose your place um, whenever you take notes and stuff here The North Dakota Catholic Conference of 2011 likewise maintained that blue laws in accordance with the compendium of the social doctrine of the church ensure that for reasons of economic productivity, citizens are not denied time for rest and divine worship. Justice Earl Warren, while recognizing the partial religious origin of blue laws, acknowledged the secular purpose they served by providing a benefit to workers at the same time that they enhanced labor productivity. And now, Arkansas's blue laws. Arkansas's first blue laws were enacted in 1837, just one year after it became a state. Though no blue laws have actually been in effect since 1982. That's crazy. I was alive then. So since my existence, they were stopped being enforced or in effect. Oh, if you ask me, all the dry counties in Arkansas still kind of affect that. So let's see, let's read on here. They haven't been in effect since 1982. They influenced the state's culture heavily, if you ask me, and commerce for nearly a century and a half. Blue laws have been part of American history since people began immigrating from Europe where the laws were apparently common. Virginia, like I said earlier, established the first blue law in the 16-teens in the American colonies. The first amendment to the U.S. Constitution forbidding the establishment of religion may have called into question the legality of Sunday closing laws, but it did not stop nearly all states from adopting them. Historically, courts have ruled that state legislators could proclaim a weekly day of rest for laborers for the promotion of the public welfare and that it was appropriate for some 
for that day to be the one preferred by the majority of the state's citizens. I say, you know, if we're going to proclaim a day, let's all just get together and say Friday. Everybody has to party on Friday. Can't go, can't go to work. It's a three-day weekend, right? Or maybe, oh, let's get it the opposite way. Just go to work seven days a week. We're, we're going to treat you like a slave, you know? We're, we're going to work you to the bone. We'll work you till you die of it, you know? We're going to go all Egyptian on your ass. Build us a pyramid while you're at it. Work, 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 work. Have people out there whipping you. See what you think about it now. Okay, anyway. In 1961, the U.S. Supreme Court, and I mentioned this earlier, ruled in McGowan versus Maryland that state legislators could enact blue laws so long as they had a secular purpose and would not advance any particular faith. A legislature could make such regulations in pursuit of the health, safety, and welfare of the public. Arkansas's first blue law prohibited not only all sales on Sunday, but also all labor on Sunday, with some minor exceptions for acts of daily necessity and charity. However, a person who wasn't a Christian could open a store on Sunday if he closed it on another day of the week. So if you're a Muslim or Buddhist or whatever, you can open a store on Sunday as long as you agree that there has to be a certain day of the week that you close it. So you get to pick your own little Sabbath there, and I think that's, that's great. I'd rather pick my own, and it'd be different every week. Okay. Legislative revisions in the 1850s added prohibitions against card games, hunting, horse racing, and baseball on Sunday. Although some gradually were done away with, much of the statewide blue laws remained on the books until they were repealed in 1957. After the U.S. Supreme Court ruling of 1961, the Arkansas General Assembly again adopted Sunday closing laws in Act 135 of 1965, which specified that the purpose of the Act was to provide for a uniform day of rest. It prohibited sales of many commodities, ranging from clothing, housewares, and building materials to radios and televisions. So as you can see, this has made it to the modern era. During the 1960s and 1970s and throughout the period until the act was struck down in 1982, the Arkansas Gazette and other newspapers argued on their editorial pages against the state blue laws and local ordinances that allowed the arbitrary sale of items such as fishing hooks but not light bulbs. In some instances, one could buy film but not cameras. You can buy peanut butter, not jelly. You can buy milk, 
not bread or cereal. So you can buy your film, but you can't buy a camera. You can buy a hard drive, but you can't buy a computer. You can buy a DVD, but not a DVD player, which you can't even get that at Walmart or Target anymore. You have to order them online now. Beside the point. Prohibited items are covered by cloth or restricted signs. Such as, you know, you go into a convenience store anywhere in Arkansas and, you know, the beer coolers are locked. Richard Allen, the late columnist for the Gazette, often ridiculed silly blue laws. I ridicule silly things all the time. Not just laws. If a person is appearing silly, well, I ridicule them too. And then I'll make a character out of them in a podcast. That way everybody can share in it. Act 135 was struck down by the Arkansas Supreme Court in 1982 in the case Handy Dan Improvement Center Incorporated versus Charles G. Adams on the issue that it was constitutionally vague. Don't get me started on vague laws. That's a whole nother show. I've already touched on that in the previous Criminal Code series. The bottom line was that the blue laws were not enforced at all. And that lack of, you know, enforcement led to unfair competition, causing some to prosper while others suffered. After the 1982 ruling, an editorial in the Arkansas Gazette commented thusly quote let the free market govern the hours of opening and closing on Sunday or any other day should be set by decisions made in the marketplace not the government not the legislature Arkansas code however allows the city council or board of directors of any city to have the authority to create ordinances that regulate the operation of businesses within such cities on Sunday. How we have the ability in Northwest Arkansas to buy alcohol because done by the city. Okay, here we go. So while some still do so, particularly in the areas of liquor sales here, two socioeconomic factors have been credited for bringing an end to most of the laws and then making Sunday the second busiest shopping day of the week. Sometimes it seems like the busiest. Was that Saturday, I guess? The labor movement and women entering the workforce and the state legislature is free to adopt the blue laws again. Currently Arkansas has no state blue law. But everybody's, you know, 
most counties still do it. They just have their own blue laws. It's just simply a tradition now. Many stores voluntarily will not open on Sunday until afternoon to allow their employees time to attend church or rest or whatever they want to do. The state still maintains separate laws that control the sale of alcoholic beverages on Sunday as well as throughout the week. So many have loosened and more for example you can go into a restaurant and on Sunday um, you go to Applebee's, you can go to any steakhouse, you can go to Dave and Buster's and drink your ass off. You just can't go buy like a 12 pack and take it home. Unless you're in that certain part of the northwestern Arkansas. Or hopefully, you know, the central part of the state. We're going to find out about that maybe this week. Although they may be labeled as kissing cousins to the blue laws that regulate commerce, alcohol laws are regulated by a commission that establishes its own regulations apart from blue laws. In July 2018, the city of Fort Smith in Sebastian County repealed a 1953 ordinance that prohibited a person or business from operating a dance hall or other entertainment that allowed dancing on Sundays. Dancing on Sundays? Prohibited dancing on Sundays? This is in 2018. I mean, pole dancing? Electric Cowboy? You can't do -si do Police records showed that no one had been charged with Sunday dancing in Fort Smith for the previous 20 years, illustrating that some blue laws may remain on the books long after active enforcement has ceased. And there are plenty of laws even in Arkansas that are on the books but not enforced. They don't know how to enforce them. Police do not know how to enforce them. Anyways. Well, that's pretty much all I've got on the blue laws, but I just thought we would... It was interesting enough to make an episode about, since I've done similar silly things before. Anyway. So. There's your lesson in ridiculousness of the legal system. Your fifth lesson. And I think after this ridiculousness, I'm going to get back to working on the comedy episode. So, I'm Matt Mello. This is Archaic. So are Blue Laws. And we will be in contact soon. Anyway. For our closing segment, of course, as usual, we have to have a song. So please welcome Mark Caesar, I'm on it, and MIB Legacy. We're going to check out one of their new singles. I'll link in the show notes. See you soon. This has been Archaic. <laughs>